There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Kevin's eyes look insane, but he's got new hair. Virginia is a witch, and she farts in her chair. Jason is a spaz who's got an old man's ass. Welcome to the After the Show podcast. Yeah, hello, and welcome to the KBJ After the Show podcast. Happy Friday. What's up, y'all? Bird had to uh, head home. He got a wisdom tooth taken out, and it is causing him some pain. He even had a fever at the regular show today. Yeah, to deal with that. he had it pulled out yesterday, but then when he went to go get his medicine, it wasn't ready, so he didn't get his medicine. Oh, yikes. And he went home uh-huh. and has had no medicine, no pain medicine, no nothing. Jeez. So, yeah, not sure if that's the way I would have done it, but damn, I, I mean... I would not be in here if I was recuperating from a wisdom tooth with no pain meds. Was that something he had to do last minute or did he have that scheduled? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I didn't know anything about it when he said I have my, I'm like, man. It's so weird because he went yesterday and had the wisdom tooth pulled. Yeah. Panda went yesterday to the dentist and they told him he has to have a impacted wisdom tooth pulled. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah, as a 40-something-year-old man, it does suck. I hear it gets a lot worse as you get older. That is true. Yeah, you know what Panda's getting for Christmas? Wisdom tooth pulled. Oh, that's that's his present, huh? <laughs> well, you know how much it's going to cost for the crown and the tooth? Uh, Out of pocket. This is after insurance. Guess. I'll, I'll go 2K. Just under that, 1500 and something. Yeah, I figured. None of that teeth stuff is cheap. No, man. It is bad. They suck it to you. Yeah. That's why when the uh, queen lost her cap on her tooth when we went to uh, Boston, she just uh, puts a piece of chewing gum there now. <laughs> it's way cheaper than a crown. Exactly. She's uh, it's you know she's got this weird thing. She's like, I'm going to punish myself because I was so stupid to take it out of my mouth. And then she dropped it on a white tile floor. Oh, no. In Boston after we've been drinking the whole day. <laughs> and I'm like, I just told her, I'm like, that's gone. There's no chance There's I'm finding no that thing. Way. I mean, I looked around. It's like, it's just gone. <laughs> <laughs> it's just gone. At I mean, that point, you should have solicited the young eyes of an employee and put a bounty on it. Uh, maybe. I, I would have. Yeah, you find like some young, bright How gnarly is that? Hey, can you help me find my tooth? <laughs> hey, like, what? I will help you look for your tooth if you put a nice little 20 or a 50 spot on it. Oh, man. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's way cheaper than a new tooth. Yeah, you know. I guess we weren't thinking it through because I, I just I looked down and uh, my vision my vision's going and I I did kind of like where I kind of moved my foot around my stool for like two minutes I'm like hey, it's gone <laughs> I'm like, there's zero chance I'm ever you gonna find wave this. the white flag I did pretty quick too <laughs> yeah so that's uh, that's her plan gosh that's tough though yeah that is that's not cheap yeah dental surgery for Christmas yeah all I want for Christmas is my two back teeth. 
Right. One that's of them out, one when, of them When you're crowned. younger, it's front teeth. When you're older, it's back teeth. <laughs> yeah. That's what happens with age, huh? I feel bad for Panda, but, you know, if we have to drop 1500 on dental surgery, yeah. there is no extra cash for gifts. Yeah. Your gift is your dental surgery. But what does he have to have it done? They wanted to just schedule it yesterday. They wanted to schedule it for next week. And oh, wow. He was like, I don't have 1500 And I looked at him, and I'm like, I don't have 1500 I'm like, well, there goes your Christmas. Oh, dang. <laughs> Gosh, that's so... Terrible. That's so defeating during the holiday season. I know. It could not be a worse time. Yikes. <laughs> At least if it happens like in June. Right. You're not scrambling to buy gifts for everyone in your family. Yeah, that's true. In December, you're like trying no, to just terrible. do whatever you can to get everybody a gift. Yeah, it's the worst. Well, if you're trying to get into the holiday spirit, today is National Christmas Lights Day. It's also National Peppermint Bark Day. How do you feel about peppermint bark? I hate it. I don't like mint and chocolate together. I know you love it, and you've always loved it. I'm okay with it. You Uh, like the shamrock shake and all that. I just I don't get down with that mint and chocolate combo. And my oldest son, Colin, that's the thing he loves. He loves grooving on that. In fact, he got that was what we sent him home with was some of that peppermint bark. Loves it. And my wife loves candy canes. It's a thing. You know, I don't hate candy canes and I don't hate chocolate, but putting them together, I just don't understand. Yeah. Today is also Bartender Appreciation Day. Well, I definitely do my fair share. I pull my weight when it comes to tipping bartenders. You appreciate those bartenders, huh? It's a, it's a chunk of my salary. Yeah. As much as I drink, you better tip a bartender. That's right. No doubt. And I know you got some festivities going on. You're going to be very... Uh, Holidays tonight and tomorrow. Yes, I'm so excited. Going to be up in tradition. And every time we go up there, so many KVJ Nationers come out and families. And tonight especially for the tradition, tree lighting will be out there starting at 6 p.m. If you're going to come by, please bring a new unwrapped toy for Little Smiles. We'll be out there collecting. There'll be fun and festivities and games and food and drinks, which we love, and music. Mm-hmm. It's a whole free celebration. Tradition really knows how to do it right. Yeah, they really do. They do a good job with that. Um, and so, yeah, so you got uh, that tradition. Then you got the boat parade. Yep, boat parade, marine industries. Boat parade is tomorrow night. And the viewing stands are right there at the North Palm Beach Marina. But what they do is they have a whole parade of boats that goes from house to house, these fancy houses on the water. And they're all having parties. And the boat that is like the official Toys for Tots Little Smiles boat goes from fancy party to fancy party and just Mm -hmm. picks up all these sacks and sacks of toys that these rich people have collected at their waterfront parties. And then they bring all of those toys to the staging area there at the North Palm Beach Marina. The boats go by decorated in the parade and they're all judged. They're going to be on TV, on WPBF. It's like okay. a whole thing. It's mm-hmm. it's a beautiful production. Okay. My friend Jerry Soma helps put it all together with a team of a bunch of people from the marine industries. That's cool. Good. Uh, one boat I don't know that uh, you will get to see in the boat parade is uh, Jeff Bezos' is, uh, boat. I don't know if you saw the problems he has. No. This is rich people problems. What is it? He can't fit his yacht 
where he wants to. That's a thing. So if the dredging doesn't allow, like if the the space under the boat isn't yeah. enough for your big boat, right? Like that's a problem with this boat parade. Certain size of boats we can't put in it. Like somebody offered to let little smiles use their big big boat big money big uh-huh. boat yeah but we couldn't use their big big boat because their boat was too big Gosh. for the channels that it has to pass rich people problems huh? for the holiday boat parade yeah yeah poor jeff bezos he's got that 400 foot plus mega yacht and holy so holy crap yeah 400 foot plus <laughs> That is so I mean, just extreme. Insane, isn't it? it is just ridiculously yeah, so big. It, it doesn't fit, I guess, at, at his house where he wants it, the new place he bought in Miami. So he has to put, park it next to oil tankers. <laughs> oil tankers is the only type of channel that that boat will fit in. Wow. It's just crazy, huh? Well, he figured it out. Good for him. Mm-hmm. He's going to be down here a lot now, now that he's moving down here. And yeah. I, I'm very curious to hear what he's up to, what he's going to be doing. Uh, I know people that kind of have an inside track, so I might get mm-hmm. some inside information to oh, his really? movements. Okay. I know where he might be doing. I don't, what want he to might s- be. I don't want to say too much and blow my cover, but okay. I might have inside information. Really? Look at you, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Running with them high-end circles, Virginia. No, I know the help. <laughs> oh, okay. I got you. You got an inside that way. Huh? I don't have an inside through the actual rich people. Right. I have an inside through the help. Okay. I saw, too, that uh, the richest home ever has come down in price. If you would be Jeff Bezos, it's that... Have you ever seen the Palm Beach private island that they have? I think uh, the Queen and I... We were paddleboarding back there. You can get paddleboards down the West Palm Beach waterfront. If you go a little bit south, you kind of can go back in there. I know what you're talking about. Yes. It's just, it's a home that has its own island, so you have to drive over a bridge. Yeah. It's it's a fancy moat. Yes. (laughs) It is definitely hidden, and it is pretty impressive. The home was for sale for $218 million. And they dropped thirty point five million off the price tag. It's now one hundred eighty seven point five million, and it's still up for sale. Nobody's still up for sale. Okay, keeps dropping. Wow, can you imagine the commission for that salesperson? I wonder what they actually do get. Because when you talk about a big right. house like that, they mm-hmm. negotiate. They don't pay the average, you know, three percent commission. Yeah, they negotiate it down to whatever number they both can agree on. I wondered that too. I I was I was at a party a couple weeks ago, and there's a guy. He's a real high end dude. He's got you know clients' names that you would know that he does all their property for. In fact, he's kind of like, he's really tight with them because he does all their houses. So like the rich people have their own personal person that does it and so he sold four houses for this one hoity-toity guy and when i saw him at the party he's talking about i just want to ask those questions like how does this financially break down and he's like i gotta go he's like i'm meeting some friends at mar-a-lago we're hanging out there so yeah he does all the trumpsters properties and all that too well i heard somebody describing you know how chris kardashian does her real estate deals and, you know, if she wants to buy a place, which she was buying a place, that, well, Courtney was buying a place, but yeah. Courtney wasn't buying it. Chris was buying it, and yeah. maybe it was Courtney's money. I don't know. But Chris was the go 
negotiator. So Chris called up the person and was like, hey, hon, oh, we love the place. We're so excited about the place. But here's the only thing, you know, the end deal was going to come to this number with all the commission included that it was supposed to be. Mm -hmm. She's like, look, hon, I got to let you know, you know, we're not going to be able to do it for that end number. Okay. We can do it for this number. And then the person figured out, oh, okay, that's taking 1% off the commission and making it a different number for her to be able to say she got a you know fifty thousand dollar coupon or, uh, or whatever, right? But that was the that was that was her way of saying, hey, here's the number and and here's how we can do the deal. And if you want to do it for that number, we can do it. But if you don't, then I'm sorry, the listing's not yours. Wow, <laughs> it's kind of fascinating how they just move in the dark. But you know, you 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 get all the deals you ask for. Mm-hmm. It's a wonderful lesson in life that if you don't negotiate when you know that things are negotiable as most things are yeah then you don't deserve the deal mm-hmm. if you are smart and you understand that everything is negotiable and you should be able to navigate these situations by trial and error and you you don't get the coupons you don't ask for okay so you got to be bold and just ask for you it you got to be bold you got to ask for it and see what happens and you're not going to be rude about it Chris certainly wasn't rude about it when she did the whole transaction. She's like, hey, babe. Oh, my Mm. gosh. We love the house, babe. Oh, babe, this, babe, that. We're so excited about it, babe. Mm. But here's the price we have. This is what we've budgeted. This is what we're willing to pay. Can you work with me on that, babe? Mm -hmm. And then the right answer, if you want the commission, is yes. You can work with her. You can work with her. And then you can get future deals with her because she knows you work with her. Yeah. It's a crazy game. I think that's why everybody wants to get in real estate. They dream one day that they'll sell one of those homes. And yeah, you're right. What would the commission be if you sold a $187 million home? I promise you it wasn't the traditional norm. Yeah. It was a negotiated deal with two parties both giving a little bit and going, okay, this is going to be to our benefit to be flexible. Uh It's crazy. Well, a cool story that uh, I saw, and a dude that has a ton of money because he is the highest paid wide receiver in the NFL, Tyreek Hill. I don't know if you remember, on October 15th, there was a Dolphins game at home against the Carolina Panthers, and he scored a touchdown, ran over and grabbed this guy's phone, did a backflip as it was recording. It was so cool. It was super cool. And the stupid No Fun League, the NFL... They wound up fighting him for that and said, you can't do that. That's just, it, which people love that kind of stuff. How much was the fine? I I can't remember. It was maybe, I don't know. Typically, I think a lot of the fines usually are ten dollars to $15,000, which, you know, if you make the money Tyreek Hill does, it's not a big deal. But the thing that the douchebag league did on top of that, that kid who was there that he grabbed the phone with, Tyreek knew him. His name is Kevin Fitzgibbons. Fitzgibbons? Fitzgibbons. Is that a makeup name? It sounds like a bird name, right? One of Jay Bird's movies? Yeah. Fitzgibbons. It would be Kevin Fitzgibbons. He'd name it after <laughs> me and then Fitzgibbons. Oh my gosh, that is such a character from the next KVJ right. horror movie. He's a 20-year-old University of Miami student and videographer, and he was working with Tyreek Hill. I think he just kind of uh, tweeted at Tyreek and said, hey, I'll follow you around and film you. And he's like, yeah, okay, this is good. Because uh, Tyreek's really starting to think about what he's doing post-NFL. He talks about it all the time. Good. So he's like, okay, yeah, you know, it doesn't hurt to document all this kind of stuff. So the kid was kind of doing that. That's why he grabbed his phone. He knew who he was. Perfect. Yeah. So what the NFL did, they revoked this kid's credential, which <gasps> no. he had. 
Yeah. So they're like, dude, and I guess he was getting paid by the NFL, and so they're like, yeah, you're fired. No. In a sense, he got fired because of it. Yeah, he's been working Dolphins games since 2022. That's one of the ways he had an in also with uh, Tyreek. Talk about being off. It's just, yeah, like, wh- what are we doing? It was just kind of crazy. And then uh, Fitzgibbons talked about it. And Tyreek Hill on social media, he kind of retweeted and he said, I would comment, but I could get fined. So he didn't. But he did say that he tried to get the NFL to reverse course on the decision, but they would not budge. They continued to be dick faces about it. Oh, damn. So here's what we got to do. We got to befriend Fitzgibbons and we got to get him into these games in disguise. Oh, is that what you do? (laughs) That's what we do. We get him a a, a puffy mustache sticker. How do you get him a credential? Well, we just get him a ticket. But you can't we, get on. You can't get where he gets it with a ticket. We well, we can get him close enough. I think your where, plan's already falling apart. I, I think you can get him in a close enough area where he can still get the phone to Tyreek. Well, he wants to get in an area where you know he can get access on the field. And you get need all to get a telephoto there. lens now, bro. Okay. You ain't getting on the field. Uh, yeah, He's okay. not getting on the field. Yeah. But he can still get in games. Yeah, it's not that. He just doesn't get his uh, – having your credentials is big. If you really want to F with somebody that's in the sports media world, you take you revoke their credentials. Uh-huh. And, and it cuts them off. You take away their livelihood. That's what they do. So that's why it's really kind of a dick move by the NFL. Tyreek did say that uh, he is going to make sure that Fitzgibbons does get paid his salary. So Tyreek's going to take over his salary and said, okay, whatever the NFL was going to pay you – I will make sure you make that money. And then he can just become a personal photographer for Tyreek and not yeah. be a part of the NFL because yeah. the NFL is missing a, a, a mark on this one. Yeah, they, they're just like, come on, man. They do they do a lot of stuff like that. It's just, it, it feels like it's tone deaf. They don't get it. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Another dude that I hope doesn't get his payday. Do you remember the freaking tool, Melvin Townsend the Third? He was on a JetBlue flight. I think the guy was yes, drunk. He was yes. acting like an ass hat. It was out of San Francisco, and Mike Tyson was just trying to chill and sleep on this plane. He was antagonizing Iron Mike. He's, he's effing with Mike Tyson, and his buddy's filming it. And he keeps riding him and riding him and riding him. And for whatever reason, the flight crew didn't step in and stop this dude. Townsend actually threw a water bottle at uh, Mike Tyson. What the hell? Yeah. I mean, once you do that, that is saying, okay, I want to get my ass beat. I'm throwing a water bottle at Mike Tyson? Right. You you basically threw the first punch at Mike Tyson. Yeah, in a sense, he did. You started it. Finally, Mike Tyson has enough, and he gets up over the seat, and he pummels the shit out of this kid, which you're like, good good for you, dude. He deserved it. Well, now this uh, dude... (sighs) He's suing Mike. Melvin Townsend III, yes. He says he needs at least $450,000. Oh, my gosh. 
He says that he's had a severe headache and neck pain <laughs> and is happens. still suffering to this day. They're called the ramifications of being an asshat and antagonizing Iron Mike, who has eaten people's ears. It's just, you, you, <laughs> this is one of those ones where I just you, so you, hope that this guy doesn't get a fucking penny from Mike Tyson. Uh, yeah, and you wonder if Mike is going to, if it's smarter just to pay the guy to make it go away, or if you go to court and then end up giving all the money to the lawyers. And just, yeah, I don't know. Oh, it's so muddy. It'll be interesting to see how it plays out, though. His attorney is calling it a shakedown. It is. Mm-hmm. A shakedown by a goofball that probably planned it the whole time. You or, well, you can't do that. You can't reward her because otherwise, anytime somebody gets access to a celebrity, you do what you can to try to, if they are alone and vulnerable, you wonder why these celebrities always have security. It's because they need somebody to stand in the space between them and somebody that comes up and tries to do something like you this. You can never fly commercial again if you're yeah. a celebrity. Because Which I was surprised he was flying JetBlue, but it's probably, you know, Mike Tyson trying to be cool. But I guess that's why you can't. Yeah, I guess you got to get that uh, little jet package where you can just, you know, you don't have to buy your own jet. You can, like, rent these right. jets. Yeah, net jets net and jet, yeah. Stuff. yeah. What a shame. Yeah, it is. Uh, somebody, I guess, that could use the money. They spotted Britney Spears' mom, Lynn, shopping at Dollar General in Louisiana. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not surprised by that one bit. And they say that she's selling off everything she has that was Britney's to try to make ends meet. And then she went on Instagram and said that wasn't true because Britney accused her of selling like her journals and her yeah. toys and right. stuff from her childhood bedroom. And then Lynn went on Instagram and said, I have your journals. I'd never sell your stuff, Britney. Mm-hmm. So who knows? Who knows? Who knows? But I will tell you this. Even if you do have money, there are deals in Dollar General and all of us should look for deals mm-hmm. regardless of your financial status. Go to Dollar General for paper products. I do. It's a way cheaper right. experience. Smart move. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, finally, would you like to see The Simple Life rebooted with Paris Hilton and Nicole Richie? I would. It's the 20th anniversary. It's a legendary show. Haven't been on since 2007, but uh, Paris is sniffing around that they might at least do a reunion, and they might invite Britney Spears to be a part of it. Well, Paris Hilton and Britney Spears are very close. So Paris was on Watch What Happens Live the other night with Andy Cohen, and she wasn't just there by herself. Mm -hmm. She was there with Kathy Hilton, her mom, who is now just a powerhouse in the Real Housewives franchise. She joined the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, and Kathy shot to the top of the favorites on the franchise in all time. Okay. Kathy's good. She's funny and some people say it's calculated and planned and I'm some sure people say that, you know, it's just her being Kathy and she's always been this way. She's a she's a rock star. And when Andy was asking Paris about like what's going on in her life and mm-hmm. what she's got planned, like Paris talks to Britney on the reg. Like, they were talking, planning a girls' night, or they were all going out together. Like, I think Paris and Brittany are legitimately real friends. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, they did hang out legit back in the day. 
All right, got a bunch of uh, emails here. People are uh, sounding off. The one thing I thought was kind of interesting today, Jaybird had uh, brought up that one of his buddies talks about how his kid is gifted, and he is kind of watched the kid, and he's like, oh, there doesn't seem to be anything gifted about this kid <laughs> at all. So what is the term? And as we kind of work through the conversation today, it was kind of interesting just about how there are some of these companies that you can pay to evaluate your kid. And what do you know? Your kid's coming back gifted. And then another person said, yeah, there's an elementary school in Miami Beach, and they bill themselves as being 80% gifted. And I know some schools, even in Palm Beach, that they are all about selling themselves. They're a private school that is not cheap, and they're selling themselves as saying, hey, same thing, 80% of our student body, they have tested in the gifted. So when your kid comes here, they are with the best of the best. So they're being fast-tracked to a successful life and maybe an Ivy League school. 80% are gifted and rich. 20% are dumb and rich. But they're really rich, so we take their money. So with a certain amount of money, you could wind up getting your kid labeled as gifted. <laughs> if that's really kind of how it plays, but it really did sound like that was kind of the deal. And uh, Vicky even said, yes, yeah, schools will get extra funding for having a gifted kid in really? gifted classes. That's interesting. Yeah, so maybe there is something to how we are just throwing liberally the term gifted around to every kid where somebody even had said today that it should the ratio should be way low. You're talking about, you know, what, five percent maybe or less than ten percent or Well that's what we learned or, when we looked yeah. into it. It was it was like a really low number of right. kids that are actually gifted, but classrooms are filled with kids that are gifted and the numbers just don't make sense. Yeah. Based on what the the average of the students enrolled that should be gifted based on the actual classroom size, the numbers don't make sense. So there might be a reason why so many people are so gifted today. Maybe you can pay yeah. to be gifted. Mm-hmm. We did not. I had Rocco tested, and it, it was not affordable, but it wasn't fancy pants money. Yeah. And he did not come back as gifted. And I was like, all right. Well, what is the term and what does it mean? Kelly had said, I'm a second grade teacher in Broward County, and being gifted is all a mindset. You can have a gifted child, but they get horrible grades because they have a different way of thinking. Actually, all second grade students in Broward County take the generalized gifted test, which is extremely logical questions that out of eight years of teaching and giving the test, only one student was labeled as gifted. Wow. And that that's about what I think the true ratio should be. One student in eight years? Yeah. Whoa. Uh-huh. So my wife deals with this a little bit, you know, because of uh, where she teaches and she deals with young kids and they do that kind of testing. And she tells me, you look at Elon Musk and how he is and you ever hear him talk and you're just like, There's something, I don't know. It's He sounds like a robot. Kind of wonky. My wife seems to tell me that she's like, we find a lot of the kids that are t- they're somehow on the spectrum. A lot of yes. the really gifted kids, they they just their mind works differently. And when you talk to them, the really, truly genius and brilliant kids there for everybody else. There's just a little something. And every time I hear Elon Musk talk, 
it, it's just it's it is robotic. There's something it's not natural. It seems like God gave them a little gift, and, yeah. and what they lack in social skills, yeah. people skills, intuitiveness, they make up for it in like numbers and mm-hmm. problem solving and equations and all the yeah. stuff that I'm just like. Nah. So you kind of see it, and that's why to me, if if I came across somebody that they're trying to sell me their kid was gifted, if they had that little bit of Rain Man, Elon Musk nuance, I'd, I'd be, be like, I right. believe it more than if the kid was picking boogers and like, hey, hey and flipping me off. I, I totally agree with you. Yeah. <laughs> so that seems to be what it is. Flipping boogers. Yeah. Does your wife get a lot of that? Kids, Kids that are use so snotty. boogers as a weapon. She comes home. I don't know how it doesn't bother her. She comes home and she'll talk about kids sneezing on her. Just you know that that Ugh. ectoplasmic like goo that comes out of, all the time. It's repulsive. I don't know how she deals with. It. She just shakes it off and keeps going. Why like, are they so snotty? I don't know. That's just how kids are. Uh, Elon Musk has warned people about AI, and uh, Michael had sent this in. He always sends in so much good stuff. Um. And you had talked about how you even went in to uh, a doctor's appointment for Rocco, and it's it's now automated. AI is doing everything, artificial yep. intelligence. And it was a kiosk of, with a screen. Yeah. The, the receptionist is gone. Yeah. But listen to where it's going. Uh, Michael said, yeah, we're getting to the point with AI that we're basically asking to be murdered in mass. Researchers in China just created an AI-powered robot that uses acid, alkaline, and other chemicals to create oxygen from water. AKA, we are giving robots the power of acid to manipulate the two essential things humans rely on, oxygen and water. This whole time, we pictured a Terminator-like future where the robots violently turn on us through weapons. But now, they can play the long game by acidifying our water and oxygen. He said, I need Jaber to confirm my fear of Kevin to be excited about this future potential of Virginia to doze off from this email. <laughs> I'm trying to stay with you. I hear you. It's tough. Jaybird's not here. He had to go get uh, some tooth medicine. But you know what he'd say. I, I told warned you. you. I told you, Kevin. Mm-hmm. They're going to take over and they're going to murder all of us. Yeah. Today, we were talking about the normal or no people keeping bread in the fridge. And I haven't heard what the ruling is on that. Is that a I good thing or not? I haven't either. But somebody who's an ex... I'll go to my friend Bread by Johnny. I mean, he's not my friend, but I buy bread from him, and he's like a baker. Yeah, somebody had said, I work at a bakery, and we keep all of our loaves of bread in the refrigerator. Really? Uh, I'm feeling like now, yeah. It, it's, it may not be normal. It might be nope, but it should be because we're just all ignorant to it. So it makes it stay doughier longer because i love that soft doughy feeling i know i'm, I'm kind of the same way i, I think mm. i did one time have a sandwich out of the fridge i was like Ugh, it was like cold and hard. hard i'm like i don't love this i don't mind if the edges of my bread are a little crispy but when the middle top layer is crispy right that's yeah. not the bread i want uh-huh. it tastes like it's been toasted and it hasn't yeah um you know candace says i keep bread in the fridge and it never gets moldy it definitely isn't as soft as leaving it out but i don't mind interesting so i guess if you don't eat through it quickly then do it that way but i think honestly bread you should get and eat through it i, I think the concept 
think my mom was telling me once upon a time was that in France, for instance, they go to the market almost every single day. Yes, they prepare fresh, which yeah. I love. And so they get a loaf of French bread that they know they're going to consume that day. So you don't have it laying out. It's, I it's love gone. that. I love it's baked fresh that morning and then. And then the shops close because they know everybody comes and rushes and gets their groceries for the day, and then that's it. It's not convenient to, like, a, a working woman's schedule. Right, exactly. Because then, as a mom who likes to cook that way, I have to go to the market every damn day, mm-hmm. and that's difficult. But, man, if I had the luxury of time, that's what I would do. Yeah. Gourmet yeah. market every day, get the freshest stuff, the freshest products I can find that day. Nothing ever touches my freezer. Mm-hmm. only thing in the freezer would be the ice cream and ice. Right. You don't need. Uh, Laura said you guys were talking about the most unbelievable thing that you had ever witnessed. That was uh, something we were talking about the other day with some random questions. She said the most unbelievable thing that I ever saw was about 25 years ago when the San Francisco City coroner ran over the dead body of a motorcyclist and then realized what he had done and backed up over him again to fix the problem. It was during a parade, and there was a whole bunch of people on Market Street watching this happen. It was crazy. What? <laughs> he ran over a dead body? Apparently, there had been an accident in it with a motorcyclist, and he's like, oh, okay, and then boom, boom, and he's like, oh, I shouldn't have done that, boom, boom, and hits him again. That's crazy. I mean, that's that's the beautiful part of you know downtown San Francisco. That's the elite hosh posh type of area. Good Lord. That would be something. To, that'd be horrific. Those people are scarred for life if you watch that happen. Yeah, no, like, I, you're never going to be able to stop thinking about that. 25 years later, and I think it's still sitting with her. <laughs> totally. That would be. You're going to carry that to the grave. Mm-hmm, no doubt. Also, Sherry sent this in. Uh, we had to call them out about uh, people taking their potbelly pigs into stores. Somebody actually even sent a photo. What town was that? Was that Stewart? That maybe somebody brought a potbelly pig. Yeah, that into the sounds Publix. right. Yeah. And uh, she said, I moved to Old Town, Florida last year. I still listen every day. And I just wanted to comment about the pigs in stores. I got two potbelly pigs of my own, and I would never, in my right mind, try to bring them anywhere, mostly because they are a jackass to people besides us. But it's just wrong. I love my pigs, and there are some that people have trained to walk on a leash. And they're super easy to potty train, kind of like a dog. But that doesn't change the fact that technically they are still livestock animals. And you got to leave your damn pigs at home. Walk them down your street and your yard or something like that. But you can't take them into freaking Publix, man. A lot of times, too, they'll start screaming. <gasps> oh, my. Which they say is loud enough to break the sound barriers. You oh know when gosh. they scream? When you bring them over by the bacon. <laughs> right. Walk their little ass right by the uh, Oh my god. The, the ham hocks. They only knew. <laughs> See how that goes. All the revolt. I mean, imagine if somebody <laughs> walked you in a store and over on the side wall is human. It's like, oh my God, would you not flip the fuck out? Pieces of human, and you have to see it. It's all wrapped, but you can tell what it is. You know it's pieces of human. You know what it is. Of course, this pig's going to scream in the Publix. That's crazy. Yeah, that's uh, pretty nuts. Uh, so there are the uh, pigs. All right, you can see right there. Oh, yeah. I think pigs love pumpkins. They do. They love to eat them. Yeah, big fan of it. Um, Got uh, Kelly in Tampa. She said, I think that Taylor Swift has invaded Kevin's brain. Kev, stop saying era. 
I counted at least six errors in five minutes on Monday or Tuesday's show. I can't remember what. Love you. Just giving you a hard time. It makes me laugh every time you say it now. <laughs> I got an era kick, huh? I'm in my bad DJ era. Oh, okay. Maybe that's what it was. <laughs> I, I just, I think that that's still a term that anybody can use. It's not just hers. I would hope not. <laughs> she hasn't taken era, has she? Let's, yeah. It doesn't <laughs> feel right. And Engineer Keith with a heads up, my family's doing some driving, and they found out that the Pencil Sharpener Museum in your hometown of Logan, Ohio, Kev, is closed for renovations. What? What the hell are you renovating? It is a small, tiny shack. It's a tough-built shed. <laughs> Maybe they're expanding Virginia. They're going big time. Oh, are they getting an actual concrete building? I don't know. I didn't know. That's that's a little too much. <laughs> that would be amazing. Gosh, it would be. Yeah, I don't know. I'll try to find out what the uh, scoop is. You got to get the mayor on the phone because if, in fact, they are going to a structure that is if more permanence and they want to do a grand opening, I think you should be there from the ribbon cutting. I don't know. I don't think that's the right move. I think what makes it so awesome is that it's in a tiny-ass shack that has an air conditioner in the window. But don't you want growth and progress no, for the museum? No, Don't not, you want it to be no, the best it can be? No, not for the... No, when you have a pencil sharpener museum, it's better to have it as low budget and broke down as it possibly could be. And you can't get much more broke down than what it is right now. It adds to the charm. That's that's why you go see it, because it's so underwhelming. See, I think you're holding it back. No. It could be so great, but it's not right now. But the branding's right. If you put it, imagine if you have a Walmart-sized pencil sharpening museum. <laughs> you'd be like, it's just too much. It's like, eh, no, I'm, I'm not out. looking for a Walmart-sized one, but maybe just like a Circle K size. It's perfect the way it is. No. Because <laughs> it, you walk in, and you all you do, you walk into the middle of the pencil sharpening museum, and you do a, a 360. And you giggle. And you giggle, and it, then you walk out. It's and, a joke. And then it's over. <laughs> It's, it's great that way. It wants to be serious. It wants no. to be taken seriously by no. you and the media. Come on, Pen- no, Pencil Sharpening Museum, know what you are. <laughs> know what you are and well, why people love you. They're renovating, and I think we need to get your dad, Sweet yeah. Drew, on to find out what are the plans, what is happening. Usually in Logan, renovation means that there was a hole in the ceiling and it was leaking. Okay, we're going to show patch it yeah. and keep it in the same structure. That's it. They're going to get a bucket of tar <laughs> down from Logan Savings Hardware. And they're going to just, that's, that's renovations in Logan. I hope that's all it I is. still need confirmation from Sweet Drew. Yeah, I'll have to ask him. I, I, don't, I don't even know he's ever been. Honestly, but he's missing out on the finer things of Logan. He does know, like, what's shaking in his town. He is a man that knows. He does. And, and to let you know, like, how sad it is, it was, you know, he doesn't have TV anymore. So he got rid of his cable. And all, he's a simple he man. He got the cord. Yeah, he caught the cord, and he only watches things that he can see, you know, like on VH- VHS or DVD. Okay. So if, it, if, if it's not that. He's going back in time. He is. <laughs> that, that's, that's the way he does it. So the High State Michigan football game was on on Saturday, and he normally just listens to it on the radio now. Wow. Talk about an old-timer way. Yeah. So he was kind of excited. I was like, good for him, because he was going to go out to a sports bar. Ooh. Logan's got a sports bar now. And really? Yeah, they do. Yeah. Is it an independent one or is it a chain? <laughs> they don't have chains. <laughs> what? what? You, Wait. you clearly don't know Logan. Well, you know the people at they Buffalo, Wild Buffalo Wild Wings. Wild. Maybe gonna, Buffalo Wild they Wings. They ain't going to put a Buffalo Wild Wings in Logan, Ohio. <laughs>
<laughs> it's just that is never going to happen. There's no chance. That would be the worst business decision of all time. <laughs> all right. So tell me about this sports bar. Is it new? Uh, it's been around a little while. Okay. And so, you know, my dad goes there a while and he'll have a little Pepsi and a sandwich. He'll talk to the bartender who I went to school with back in the day. A Pepsi. He won't, he won't have a beer. He had talked to me about doing a beer and I think he'd taken one sip and he just it didn't agree with him. And he just like, you know who you are. Okay. And at this point, he's just not a he's not a booze hound. Gotcha. That's just not his thing. So he's all excited. He's going to go to the high state Michigan football game, which, by the way, is like the highest rated uh, college football game of the year. Like not, almost twenty million people watched it. One of the highest rated in years. He goes to Logan, which is forty minutes from the stadium where the Buckeyes play. There's not one person in there to watch it. Really? <laughs> He's like, I went in there. Wasn't anybody in there? In fact, they were just putting up the Christmas tree, and they weren't really technically open. So he just went home. They didn't have the, the game on. No, that's how sad Logan is. <laughs> Even the sports bar is pathetic. It's terrible. The number one game is not on. Number one game of the year, and there's not anyone in there to watch it. I am beef. It's not even on. Yeah. Yeah, maybe they don't deserve a Buffalo Wild Wings. That, that's the point why you don't upgrade the Pencil Sharpener Museum, Virginia. You've got to understand the essence of Logan. That's uh, what makes it that good. I want to argue, but, I mean, you've just kind of shut down all argument I might have had. The town is perfect when everything's sad and depressing. They don't deserve a no, Buffalo Wild don't. Wings. You've got to keep it the way it is. That is the beauty of Logan, Ohio. I'm going to have a sports bar, hold the sports. Yeah, you know how they always say we don't deserve anything nice? Yeah, we can't have nice things. You can't have nice things. Welcome to Logan. They need to put that on the sign. We can't Logan, have Ohio, nice We can't things. have nice things. That's exactly what it is. All right. Thank you for all the emails. We'll have a bird with his pain meds and whatever he needs back on Monday. Y'all enjoy yourself this weekend. Look for Virginia in the boat parade. Yes, I'll be there on the land at the yep. boat parade. And then I'll be at Tradition tonight for the tree lighting. So much fun. That's right. Okay. Y'all have fun this weekend. We'll see you back here on Monday. Goodbye.